This KMQ episode is brought to you by the Sexy Librarian's Erotica Blogcast. Listen in as Rose flirts around with Big Daddy and discusses erotica and sexuality with today's most provocative writers and community leaders. Subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Also available in the Google Play Music app for Android under Podcasts. And now, your favorite sexy librarian, Rose Carraway. Again, Sex Toy Erotica is now available in audiobook. To celebrate, we've been offering up a few stories from the Come Again anthology and even completed one of the biggest, sexiest giveaways ever. Congratulations to those who won autographed copies of the book and the audiobook winners. Today, we are wrapping up this celebratory release with one more super sexy story from the Come Again collection, just for you lurid listeners. Today's story is Corinne A. Silver's Dahlia's Toy. Eric is hosting poker night for his buds while his wife, Dahlia, is out having drinks with her girlfriends. Later, Dahlia calls Eric from the club after she's had a few drinks to announce much to Eric's surprise, that she's going to a sex toy store that's just around the corner. When his tipsy wife returns home with a bag of sex toys, Eric quickly becomes Dahlia's toy. The Sexy Librarian presents the Kiss Me Quick's Erotica Podcast, Transport yourself to a place, a time, an experience that will enrich your mind as well as your passion. You are entitled to your sexual self. This show is for adults only and is a hands-free listening experience. Well, at least one hand. But before our story begins, let me tell you about our latest audiobooks. The Sexy Librarian's Dirty 30, Volume 1. Forget the card catalog just for tonight. Come to the back of the library. Peruse the Sexy Librarian's private stacks. Still smart and edgy, with just the right amount of moxie, these stories illustrate the limitless imagination of some of the best erotica authors today. Allow the sexy librarian to introduce you to some of her favorite and most trusted erotica authors who understand that sometimes you like it hot, intelligent, and occasionally very, very dirty. Come Again, Sex Toy Erotica In the latest collection from award-winning editor Rachel Kramer Bussell, Sex toys take on a life of their own as they bring couples, singles, and strangers to new heights of pleasure. From two couples who happen to share the same remote-controlled device to some very hot rocks, a perfectly icy bed, a Superman dildo, and a day in the life of a very lucky vibrator, 
This fun collection will give you plenty of ideas for toys you'd like to try and ones you wish someone would invent. From The Secret Shopper and The Cure for the Common Lay, these stories in Come Again are best heard with your favorite sex toy handy. Get these sexy audiobooks now in iTunes, Amazon, and Audible. And now, Dahlia's Toy by Corinne A. Silver. I only had a poker night once every few months, inviting the guys over after all our little ones were in bed. They were a good group, guys I worked with or knew from the neighborhood. We played in the garage, smoking cigars and drinking pretentious craft-brewed beer. The baby monitor was clipped to my belt, but I was lucky my son, Ian, was a good sleeper. Dahlia always went out with her girlfriends on my poker nights. Admittedly, most of her girlfriends were my friends' wives, but they almost never went out at night. They were ladies who lunched, friends from the playground, trading recipes and parenting tips. The game wasn't anything unusual. I finished a little behind breaking even, and the guys stayed to finish their cigars and beers. We shot the shit, the way guys do, talking without really saying anything. Talking shit about who we'd fuck if we were single, about our bosses, about the annoying neighbor, whatever. After they were gone, I started cleaning up the garage, but Dahlia called, and I paused to answer my cell. All the shit-talking jackassery had left my voice because she was my weakest weak spot. Hey, baby, what's up? You okay? Loud club music thumped in the distance, and even though she was yelling into the phone, her words were slurred a little. Hey, hon. No, no, yeah, I'm okay. Better than okay. Having so much fun. I smiled at the excitement in her voice. Even as my curiosity was piqued, my proper woman didn't get drunk anymore. I could imagine her face, flushed from dancing or wine or both, eyes too bright. Right when I was about to ask her what was up again, I heard her muffling the phone as she spoke to someone else. I know. Fuck off, Ginger. I'm not a pussy. Ginger was one of her friends from the Daughters of the Revolution chapter in town and my friend Keith's wife. She was very similar to Dahlia, proper, but I heard loud yelling and laughing, and then Dahlia was back on the phone. Hey, Eric? I laughed. Yeah, honey? There's a sex toy store around the corner from this bar, and the girls dared me to go get something. So I'm gonna do it. I just didn't want you to be freaked out when you saw the charge on the card. She was still giggling, but I couldn't speak for a moment. My sweet, pure wife in a sex shop? Eric? I jolted back to the conversation. Yeah, okay, hun. That's cool. Have fun. Her voice got quieter, huskier. Anything you want me to get? She was booze brave, and it gave me a hard-on. I smiled indulgently, even though she couldn't see it. You get whatever you want, baby girl. I probably hadn't called her that since before Ian was born. Okay, boo. 
She was slurring her words enough that I worried some. But hey, how are you girls getting home? Do you have a designated driver? No, but there's a guy here who said he'd drive us. What? I was nearly deafened by the laughter. I'm kidding. Shit, lighten up. No, we took a cab from Ginger and Keith's place. I'll call you if I can't drive when we get back there. Shouldn't be too much longer. Jesus. Okay, honey, Keith just left, so have him drive you home if you're still messed up. I'm sure he wouldn't mind. I caught myself before I launched into a whole talk about safety that hadn't been an issue since we graduated college. Just be careful. See you in a bit. I finished cleaning up, but then I couldn't decide what to do with myself. I felt excited in a way that I hadn't been in a long time. Just because it was different, a change from the norm in our house. Delia wasn't a prude, per se. She was just conservative, self-critical, inhibited. I cringed at the honest assessment of my wife. She was a lot of other things as well. Smart, kind, loving, an amazing mother supportive of me all through medical school and residency, just not really sexually adventurous. I grabbed another beer from the fridge and sat on the couch to watch ESPN until she got home, nervously checking my phone every two or three minutes. The waiting was ridiculous. I wasn't getting anything out of watching TV, just thinking of her stealing her spine to walk into some sleazy sex shop. I knew her, knew she'd feel all the shame in the world, but would walk in with her head held high. I mumbled to myself, I'll wait another ten minutes before calling her. But it didn't matter. She called me to tell me she was on her way home from Ginger and Keith's place. She was still laughing a bunch, but her words were clearer. About fifteen minutes later, she came in, and the first thing that hit me was how much she looked like she did in college at the end of a frat party. Hair flat, face shiny and flushed, Mascara smudged under her eyes, wide, funny smile on her face. I stood as she entered the room. Hey, baby girl. I smiled at her, but let her come to me. Hi. She smiled wide and teetered her way over to me. I got us a new toy. She fell into giggles again as a flush infused her cheeks. Yeah? I pulled her to me with an arm around her waist. Well, what is it? She twisted away from me. Come on, I'll show you. She pulled my hand, but in the opposite direction from the stairs up to our bedroom. Instead, she pulled me down to the basement. Her little plastic shopping bag slapped against her leg, jostling the stuff inside. It seemed like there was more than one thing in there. I let her pull me along, and at the bottom of the stairs, she turned to me abruptly. Okay, ready? Sure. Now, I watch porn sometimes. I kind of felt like I knew what to expect. The only thing that would be surprising would be that it was my Dahlia holding whatever she pulled out of the bag. I was wrong. The baggie she pulled out just looked like it was full of bright crimson puppet fur. I cocked my head to the side, about to ask, but she cut me off by pulling another package out. This one was a deep blue circle about the diameter of a golf ball, but it had a small dolphin attached to one side of it. When I looked back up at her face, 
something was different. Her angelic face was devious. Her voice was low and husky when she said, Come over here, Eric. She walked farther into the basement and reached back for my hand. I gave it to her without speaking, just watching her. She went deep into the room, past the play area cluttered with toys, past the TV, almost to the laundry room. She turned back to me and her eyes were heavy-lidded, like she was getting sleepy, but her lips were spread in a small, dirty smile. Let's get you naked. She murmured the words and dropped her purse and the cheap plastic bag from her hands to reach for my belt. I watched her hands, and when I reached to help her, she slapped me away. She pulled my pants down and squatted at my feet to help me step out of them, but instead of standing up, she stayed there and reached for my boxers. I pulled my polo over my head and she pulled at my shorts, negotiating them over my cock. I was hard, hard before she even touched me, hard before I even saw her naked. I'd been half hard since her call from the bar. She still didn't stand. She just ran her fingertips over my dick, like it was the first time she'd ever seen it. Her touch was light, and when she lightly dragged her nails over the sensitive skin of the head, a chill chased over my skin. Okay, come down here. She glanced up at me, and I knelt on the floor, reaching for her. She smiled and shook her head. No, lie down. I did, and she stood just next to my arm and reached under her skirt to pull her thong off. I got just a glimpse of her skin as she moved. She walked past my head and then dropped down to her knees. Give me your hands. I arched my neck so I could look back at her, even as I moved to give her my hands. She had the furry thing out and was looping it around the foot of a big, heavy sofa. And then she was looping it in on itself. It was a soft restraint, sort of fluffy fabric cuffs. She pulled each of my hands into one of the loops she had made, and then she tightened them down. When she looked back at my face, there was a glint in her eyes that gave me a moment of pause. It reminded me of the look on her face when she had decided that our garden was going to be better than Tessie Newbottoms across the street. She crawled over to me and put my cock in her mouth, completely obliterating Tessie Newbottom from my thoughts. Dahlia's lips were hot and wet as she licked at me clumsily. She didn't normally suck my dick. She'd said she didn't like it, had never liked it, but she sure seemed to like it in that moment. When I started locking my legs and arching my hips up at her, she paused to say, Okay, now for this. She wrestled the dolphin ring out of its package and stretched it. It was some kind of elastic rubber material. She slipped it around the head of my cock and shimmied it down to the base. It was snug without being tight, but triggered a whole new awareness of my cock. I got harder. She swiped a finger across my tip, smearing a bit of pre-cum around the sensitive skin there. I gasped. 
Dahlia glanced up at my face like she had just remembered I was there. Her eyes were still half-masked. Her lips were parted just a bit, lipstick smeared, lips almost bruised looking. I could see her tongue just brushing the back of her teeth. A look of blank, empty need crossed her face, and she threw one leg over me, straddling me, the head of my cock just nudging her. And she was wet, soaked, drenched. I flicked my eyes back to hers, about to voice my pleasured shock, when I saw a shadow of my prim and proper wife there. There was a shade of insecurity, so I said nothing, just waited to see what she would do. And while she held my gaze, her face settled some. The insecurity was gone, and she let the tension out of her thighs to glide onto me. I moaned low and tight in my chest, because it was hot as fuck watching her. Because she was the least inhibited I had ever seen her. Because she still had her dress on, and I was naked, tied up underneath her. But then she cocked her hips and pushed me into her deeper. She moaned so low in her throat that it almost sounded like pain. She reached between us and grabbed the ring of rubber on my cock. She fidgeted with it for a minute before I felt it give, then start buzzing. Now she rolled her hips in a circle and closed her eyes, moaning each time her clit hit the nose of the little buzzing dolphin. Baby girl, I want to touch you. Her eyes were wide and guileless, and for a moment, she didn't react at all. Slowly, devious mischief crept across her features, ending with a smart-ass smirk on her lips. No, tonight you're my toy, and a toy doesn't move unless I move it. Her voice was so hard, but her pussy was clamping and releasing my cock. I sucked in a tight breath. Okay, Dahlia, I'm your toy. I considered it, considered her for a moment. So play with me. She smiled softly and started flipping her hips over me, on me, grinding down into me at the deepest point in each thrust. I felt my muscles tighten and I wanted to pull against the restraint holding me stretched out for her. She didn't care. She just wanted to ride me. Come on, let me see you. Take that damn dress off. I felt my rising testosterone making my voice gravelly. She started to move, just a twitch, but her eyes flicked back to mine and caught there. She giggled but the devil in her expression gave me pause. This was a totally new side of my unusually meek Dahlia, and I liked it. When I opened my mouth to speak, she slapped my face, not too hard, just stinging, but it made my dick tighten and bulge, driving up into her. She felt it and watched me with a new level of curiosity, eyes glittering. She leaned forward, planting her hands on either side of my chest. Her lips brushed over mine, and she whispered, Did you like that? I didn't answer her, just planted my feet and thrust up at her. Yes, just like that, toy. 
So I drove into her again and again, until she got twitchy and her breathing shuddered between us, whispered slick like sibilant turbulence. Her slickness coated my cock, slippery and warm, and that damn dolphin buzzed a low tingle, thrumming through my cock. When I thought she was about to come, she leaned back, resting against my thighs, and just rolled her hips around on me. I let out a loud grunt of frustration, and she gave me the look. The, you can't have a bowl of ice cream right before bed, look. That look that says, stop whining. Your life is pretty damn good. Without speaking, she scraped her fingernails down my torso, leaving hot red scratches. With a hand almost underneath herself, she grasped the base of my cock over the ring and started stroking it up and down, grinding the vibrating dolphin onto her clit, but making me goddamn crazy. Let me see your tits. She just glanced up at me, but then closed her eyes without answering. Fuck, come on, Dahlia, you're killing me here. But a hot red flush was creeping up her neck, and her collarbone glistened with sweat when she threw her head back, moaning like something wild. She ground her pelvis on mine, lost in sensation, so close to coming. A long, low growl moaned out of her chest as I felt her pussy tighten on me. She was so fucking close, and I wanted to push her over the edge. I wanted to make her feel something so strong, it scared her. I wanted her overwhelmed. So I pushed up at her with my hips even harder, until I arched up off the floor and her knees left the ground. Her eyes ratcheted open and met mine. I knew my smile was evil. I knew it because I felt it. I felt vicious and evil. It felt like the basest part of my brain was choosing for me, and I liked it. I let the tension out of my legs and flopped back onto the ground. She slumped down on top of me, and the little cock ring vibrator slammed against her. Ah, fuck! She came hard, her cunt tightening and tightening, slick and liquid around me. And then she started shaking, and her tight pussy jiggled on me. She bit her lip and looked at me, yanking the front of her dress down so that her tits popped out. She clutched at her breasts, moaning, Yeah, Eric, fuck me like a good toy. It was too much. Tied up with her on top, panting and acting like someone completely free of her usual hang-ups. My mouth watered, and I started snapping my hips up against her. She rolled with it, accenting my thrusts, punctuating them with little yelps each time the dolphin tickled her. I only felt my orgasm building a moment before it fired. It was a thing completely beyond my control. Fierce, wild, and primal. I came like a caveman, head thrown back, howling until she laughed and clamped her hand over my mouth, murmuring, Shh, you'll wake the baby. I silenced myself, but still shuddered against her. I love you, Eric.
laughing as she flopped onto the floor next to me. I twisted toward her. I love you too, baby girl. I gave her a wry look. Think you could untie me now? When we got ready for bed that night, I saw the little bit of self-doubt creeping back into her, the shame at her own pleasure. I hated it. I wrapped my arms around her from behind as she looked in the mirror. I let my lips drift over her shoulder, her neck. Do you know how sexy you are? She inhaled tightly, but I kept speaking before she could answer me. You are beautiful and kind and sexy as hell. I loved seeing you like that. Free. Just so fucking juicy. She smiled and met my eyes in the mirror. You liked that, did you, toy? And she pushed her ass back against my re-hardening cock. For Stupid Fish Productions, this is Rose Caraway. was Dahlia's Toy, written by Corinne A. Silver. To get more stories by Corinne, go to CorinneASilver.com. Have a happier life. We encourage you lovely, lured listeners to be playful. Enjoy yourselves, your partners, and your sexuality. If you would like to get in touch with me, Rose Caraway, I can be found at thekissmequicks.com. My thanks go out to all who entered the Come Again Sex Toy Erotica giveaway. Make sure you subscribe to the Kiss Me Quicks Erotica podcast. We've got more huge giveaways coming very, very soon. For more fun, sexy stories, go to Amazon, iTunes, or Audible and search Rose Caraway. Sign up for Audible's 30-day trial and you can get one of my audiobooks for free. Your subscription will include one free audiobook every month, as well as give you discounted prices on all my audiobooks. You can cancel at any time. I'd like to thank the following musical artists. David Mumford, Monkey Warhol, The Fish Who Saved the Planet, Machette, Scott Holmes, Portrayal, feature credit song Luxury by Cuz O.H. 
The introduction music by Vivich. Audio production is by Big Daddy Dave Caraway. The Kiss Me Quick's Erotica Podcast is a Stupid Fish production and is brought to you by the Sexy Librarian's Erotica Blogcast. Live it up, yeah. Live it up, girl. Live it up. Stupid fish. You are face down, ponytail bobbing, wrists and ankles tied to my bedposts. The simple steal I won from my last breakup. Since then, I have fucked five women on this bed. You are the sixth. Does it matter how I got you here? Whether I wined and dined you, bought you indulgent fruity mixed drinks, a delectable dinner, your body now satiated, but wanting other fullness, wanting me to stop fingering my fork, spoon, knife, glass, napkin, ice cubes, and begin placing my hands carefully on your skin. Or perhaps I simply ordered you over here, sent a car to your apartment, and was waiting downstairs when you arrived at mine, paid the driver, removed my dark tie from the tight collar of my baby blue button-down and slipped it over your eyes, leading you up two flights of stairs without your sense of sight. No matter. You've been here before. Nothing really to see. I am tempted to rip seams, pop buttons open with force. You know how you bring that out in me. Instead, I make you wait. Drag the thin fabric of your shirt along your skin, slow as I can. You can't see, but you can feel me. My breath on you, my hands, my rough thumbs waiting to dig bruises into your upper arms, stomach, hips. My collection of floggers hang from a swirl of Victorian iron on the wall, next to my bed. I choose my favorite, black, thin leather, red deerskin flanks in the center. My name is carved into the handle, S-I-N. You're stripped aside from my dark blue schoolboy tie around your eyes. I know it's not foolproof. Other blindfolds are more efficient. I don't mind the glimpses you steal. You see me strip down to loose, soft cotton jersey boxers and an A-shirt. Have to have my arms free if I'm going to beat you, after all. My cock pokes through the single button in the boxers. You like it when it does that. I smell like summer and sweat, and I've been drinking tequila again, on the rocks, just a little. You smell sweet, fresh clean like linen. My mouth waters, and I imagine my tongue tracing the curves of your lower back, up to your shoulder, the back of your neck. I stand gazing for too long, and you begin to squirm. Be still, I say, and put one hand on your ass, trace it down to the back of your knee. I'm going to hit you now. You let out a puff of air that is a whimper and a sigh. Your skin tenses, and you try to counter, 
by keeping your muscles calm. Relax, I say, or it'll just hurt more. I want you to count to 50, but wonder if that's too many. I like flogging with an end in sight. Otherwise, I go into that psychological trance state where I find rhythm and forget to stop. I begin counting in my head. One. Thump. Two. Thump. Your muscles begin to open, but still wince just before the leather makes contact. Five. Thump. Six. Thump. The leather makes a small whoosh through the air. I'm being gentle, mostly just a tap, letting gravity pull the tassels to your skin, your ass, your thighs. Whoosh. Ten. Thump. Whoosh. Eleven. Thump. I begin to throw a little more arm strength into the flogger, and you grunt with an uh, wincing a little stronger. At fifteen, I pause, run my hand, fingers, palm, along your skin, tender where I've hit you hardest. You inhale sharply and arch your back to the touch, like a cat. Your skin looks beautiful, I say. It's beginning to pinken a little at the edges. My mouth is at your neck, and I kiss you a few times, find you panting, tongue swollen. More, darling? I ask, an offer and a question. You turn your face toward the sound of my voice, bite your lower lip, and nod. Oh, yes, please, you manage. You do beg real pretty. I'll never forget your legs wrapped around me that night I refused to slide inside you, until you begged. You'd said finally, Oh, baby, your cock is so sweet, so sweet and hard. Fill me up with it, baby. Shove it in me. Please, pump it in me. Let me milk it. Let me squeeze it hard till you come inside me. Oh, please, I want it. I need it. I want to be filled up. Please put it in. Please. It was the way your eyes flashed on that last please that did it to me. Finally sent me over desire's edge to where I had to take you. Tonight, I'm ready to hold out. I switch up my rhythm so the flogger first hits my back over my right shoulder, then your back and exposed ass. Then I catch it with my left hand. Easier on a St. Andrew's cross than lying down, but I like the way it stings my palm. Plus, I can gauge the strength of the blows this way. Shoulder, ass, hand, 20. Shoulder, back, hand, 21. Shoulder, ass, hand, 22. You're writhing a bit, whimpering at the blows. Occasional head back, open-throated gasp when I land somewhere particularly hard. Shoulder, back, hand, 25. I decide to go to 30. Your skin is reddened to how I like it, ripe. Your hips are making these nice S-curves, 
and I want to fuck your ass. I increase not just the muscle power I'm putting behind the flogger, but also the velocity. Harder. Faster. You cry out. Twenty-seven. You gasp and cry out again. Twenty-eight. I grab your hair, a neat twist in a ponytail, and I lift your head slightly, my mouth by your ear. I drag the flogger along your inner thighs. Quiet, I mutter. You sigh and shudder. Bully, you whisper, not intending for me to hear you. I want to growl, but instead I push your cheek to the soft sheet and hold you there by the back of your neck, aiming a few blows between your legs. Leather on labia, my favorite. You're whimpering again. I lose count and take five, six quick whaps to your cunt and inner thighs. You are making noises that sound like exquisite agony. I step out of my boxers. They're in the way. Lube up my cock from the pump on the bedside table and moisten two fingers. Then kneel between your thighs and lube your asshole, fingering the crack of your ass. I slide the thumb of my left hand into your slick, wet cunt and can feel your clit under my index finger. So I set it there and rock it gently back and forth. The heel of my hand spreads your labia and tilts your pelvis back and up, serves you to me like a feast. You moan. The blindfold has slipped over your head and you're watching me from over your left shoulder. I slide one finger, then two, into your tight asshole, while leaving my other hand still, fingers inside you. You groan a little and press into me a bit harder. Slide those fingers out, and I touch the tip of my dick to your tight hole. You open to it, swallow it, and I can feel the muscles stretch and pulse when the head of my cock pops in, the shaft of it sliding easier through the tightest places. You are still moaning, sounds from your mouth, as you grind back into me and wiggle your hips against mine. You're almost on your knees and elbows now, hands gripped around the ties that hold you to the headboard. Lower back, arched, still a little pink. I let go of the cupped grip on your cunt and find your hip bones with my palms. Push you from me and pull you back so I don't have to clench. Just you, pulling your ass down onto my cock, feeling the resistance in your tight hole. It's so good fucking you this way. Thighs and ass clenched, clit rubbing against the base of my cock every time I thrust inside, easing forward so my thighs hit yours, working in and out faster, a little harder. My body an S-curve from knee to stomach, not just in, out, but rolling against you. You are open-mouthed, screaming into the pillow and asking for more. Harder, oh God, fuck me, fuck my ass, and I slap against you, once, twice, both of us groaning. My head rolls back, my back curves, slapping against you harder as my orgasm comes closer. The resistance of your ass offering me tight pressure Every time I thrust inside, my hands still hold your hips, your ass, 
the sit bones of your buttocks as my cunt pulses. Cock fucks. You can feel it in me. Do it, you say. Come in my ass. Fuck me until you come. Do it harder. Thrust inside me. And I groan, yelling, oh God, oh God, yes, fuck, and shudder against you until I'm spent. Throw my arms around your waist and collapse on top of you, kissing your neck, your shoulders. I breathe heavy as my body calms, then slip out, untie you. You curl next to me, knees and arms between us as we both lay on our sides, and I gently finger your wrists, ankles, the places you were bound, and your back, shoulders, ass, places I hit you, tender. All right, I ask. We gaze at each other. You smile. Course. You hold my cheek in your palm and I kiss your thumb. You? Mmm, I manage. Spent. You didn't come this time. I'll make it up to you in the morning, I promise. Grateful you've let me take what I've been craving. I'll give you whatever you want. You run your fingers through my short boy hair. Damn right you will, you say, and pull the covers up over us both. Bully. Sinclair Sexsmith. The Sexy Librarian's Dirty Thirty.